I know they can be tedious. I know they can be long, sometimes controversial, sometimes platforms for controversy. But I love the Oscars. I love watching the Academy Awards. I don't care how long they are. I've been watching them since I was a kid. I've been watching them since I was a child. Watching people get awards for movies, which quite honestly, at the time, as a child, they were movies I wasn't even allowed to go to. But I watched them because I was told that what I was watching and the people who were getting the awards, that they were the best. That's what we do in this country. We like to distinguish the best. We like to have champions, Super Bowl champions, NBA champions, World Series champions, Stanley Cups for hockey, green jackets for the Masters in golf, Oscars for movies, Emmys for television, Tonys for Broadway, Golden Globes. I don't really understand the Golden Globes, <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I really don't know about what the Golden Globes are and what they're about, but I watch them nonetheless because uh, they they award excellence. And I guess uh, when it comes right down to it, I like to see who rises to the top, who's given their all, who's, who's done the best work according to their peers. And I guess that's that's kind of how it is in life you know you want to be distinguished you want to be if you have the opportunity in your job to be a cut above and, and and maybe set above recognized what's the harm in that right 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 hi i'm dino tripotis and this is whiskey business a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey and this is our annual oscar podcast and since we're talking about the top of the heap i thought it only appropriate to go to the bottom of the shelf for our guest bottle. This is Ancient Age on the bottom shelf. There was recently uh, one of the whiskey blogs that rated the 10 best bottom shelf whiskeys because sometimes the bottom shelf gets ignored. It really shouldn't. Ancient Age has been around since like 1946. And for those of you who, who like your whiskey a little more highbrow, it's made by Sazerac, the same people that give you Buffalo Trace and the Van Winkles, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's about 80 proof. It's, is it a great whiskey? No, it's not a great whiskey, but for the price between 11 and $15, it's a superb whiskey for the price. Is it something special? No, but it's not bad. It's just not, it's just not bold and exciting and something to talk about or brag about uh, when you're amongst your whiskey drinking friends. But if you want to go for something cheap and yet good that'll get you through the night or maybe a three-and-a-half-hour Oscar telecast, <laughs> Ancient Age could be the way to go. We'll see what our guests think about the bottle as we introduce our guests. I'm very excited about our annual Oscar podcast because returning is George Wolf, who has the distinction of being on the very first whiskey business. This is your fourth appearance, three Oscar appearances, one regular whiskey business appearance. Yeah. And you're joined by the lovely Hope Madden, your wife. Together, they are madwolf.com. That's their website. Hope does uh, the same thing that George does. You guys review movies. You guys see more movies in a year than I will see in my entire life. <laughs> right? Madwolf.com. They have the uh, uh, screening room podcast.com they also have fright club you can find all these things by going 
Madwolf.com pretty much has them all. Madwolf.com has yes. them all. Madwolf on Twitter as well. So we're all over the place. You're all over the place. You are all over the place. But the Oscars yeah. are uh, become a very special time for you, just as they have for me. I want to get to a little Oscar business before we actually get into some of the major categories. And we're not going to dig into every category because we have a limited amount of time. So we'll hit the, we'll hit the majors, which uh, apparently... Uh, <laughs> Oscar's doing as well right, as far exactly. as the telecast. Right. All right, first of all, let me address the, the, my first question because this is the one that popped up first. No host. What do you think? I, I think it's ridiculous. Um, and not so much because I feel like the show has to have a host, but the reason that they decided to go without a host is they, they hired Kevin Hart, there was backlash against Kevin Hart, and they were like, well, if we can't have one famous straight guy, I guess we can't have anybody. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's the latest in a series of gaffes that just, and, and, and the one that we'll talk about in a minute, but the latest one, mm-hmm. um, they just can't seem to get out of their own way. You just wonder who... Who is, is it just a bunch of monkeys in a room that are making these decisions? It, it all seems so senseless to me. That was one, uh, this latest, one, all, if you go all the way back to, remember when you guested on our Fright Club podcast. Which was a blast, by the way. I had a great time. We, we, we loved We, we talked about yeah, we the Bride did. of Frankenstein. Yeah. I had, I, that was, I had, I had and, a, and such a good time. Months ago, and we talked about the fact that at that time they had just announced that they were going to have a what was it called a popular yeah, movie category yeah, popular movie category popular so, so right. that the movies that were uber successful yep. right and killing at the box office deserve some sort of recognition um luckily this time around one of those movies actually right. is in contention yeah. which we'll get to in just a little bit but the second controversy which just popped up recently is that there's like four categories that we will be deprived of right and the regular telecast that they're going to award during the commercials. They are... Cinematography. That's ridiculous. ridiculous. That's insane. Film editing. Okay. Is That's another. also ridiculous. Which makes a movie. Yeah. Right. Between cinematography and film editing, I yeah, mean... those two. Are, you know, believe Arguably it. as important as direction right there. John Whitney, who produces our video for the YouTube channel, uh, directs and shoots and edits. Can you imagine, Johnny... He's shaking his head no. Can you imagine if you actually got to that rare air where you were nominated and then found out, you know, this, you know, this, you know, not this weekend, but the next weekend coming up that if you win, um, there's going to be a Charmin commercial running (laughs) (laughs) with with some animated bears while you're accepting your award. That's bullshit. Yeah, it is. Now, there was a little bit of a wrinkle I read today, and I don't know whether this is a walk back or this was the original oh, They plan. need to walk back a lot. Yeah, but I did, I did read that the um, expanded uh, analysis, or the, the expanded explanation from the Academy was that they're going to, while, while those uh, awards are not going to be given out live, what they're going to do is tape them, edit them, um, while the commercials are going on, so you won't see like where the winner goes from the seat to the stage. But they say they will make those um, award presentations part of the pro- part of the broadcast, and they say you, you won't be able to tell. It'll be seamless, so we'll see. I <laughs> yes. kind of doubt that. So is, is it, is, now, is this, is this the Academy's way of saying that one of the biggest complaints or bitches about watching the Oscars is it's how too long. long they go? Yeah. Yeah. They say they want to keep it to a three-hour show. Apparently. Okay. At, at that point, if it's three hours or That's if it's exactly three and a half hours, what's exactly. the difference exactly. at this point? Right. These exactly. are the Oscars. Right. These are the Academy Awards. This is supposedly the highest accolade in the business, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, do I care about 
every single category? There's a part of me that does, but yeah, there's a part of me that goes, oh, you know, yeah. usually the ones I get wrong. Right, <laughs> in right. My, in my Oscar pool. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe that's why I don't pay that much more attention to them. But everybody... To, to to have achieved that honor to be nominated deserves their shot. If they're gonna if they're gonna broadcast them and telecast them, everybody that's nominated and every award that they present, they should get their shot. Yeah, I, I was saying the same thing. If it's three hours, if it's three and a half hours, at that point, I just get tired of them. Seemingly now, they just keep chasing this elusive audience to give them some ratings number. Where I'm thinking, you know, just play to your base. Yeah, just play to your base. What's wrong with that? You know. People who love really great films. Exactly. And they are invested in this show. And you might be chasing people that are just going to be, you know, on their high horse and diss about the Hollywood elite anyway. So in that same vein, let me ask you this question. You know, they always complain about uh, all-time low ratings for the Oscars. And like the Grammy Awards were just on. And they said that those had reached an all-time low as far as ratings. I mean, we're in a different world now yes. as far as television viewing exactly is, what it is. Is, yep. is, is concerned. But if they... If they wanted to do something to boost the ratings, do you guys have any thoughts or ideas as to what that should be? I mean, is it does it come down to a host? Does it because I, I think I think that's I think we actually talked about this on on your podcast. It's one of the most thankless jobs in the world. Oh yeah, the Oscars. It's like yeah. doing the the Super Bowl halftime because there's people that already hate next year's Super Bowl halftime show. Right. <laughs> it's the same way. They already hate the next host, and we're not going to have one, but they hate them. Uh, it is. It's a it's a thankless job. And, you know, over the years, I remember back when what Johnny Carson did it how many years in a row. Mm -hmm. And at the time, he set the standard. And you know, Bob and Hope. Bob Hope. Uh, back and, in the day. Even Billy Crystal. Yeah. And more recent uh, they've had, memory. They've, they've gone all over the board. They've had some really good hosts. They've had, you know, they tried that James Franco and Hathaway thing. Okay. That was bad. Uh, that was bad. That was bad. But, uh, but they've had some good hosts, too. And you're, you're, I think you're right. It's a but don't we job. secretly almost like to bitch as much as we love sure. to, to, to glow? Yes. You know, like he did a great job. And isn't that part of it? for us like god that that host was horrible yep but that's part of the experience especially now no, I, in the social yeah. media age i you agree with you i think the i think that's the only way to hope to get ratings because the show is the show you know uh, and uh, and generally speaking the majority of the of the the people who get nominated are, are not in giant blockbuster films so it's not as if that's necessarily going to be a giant draw but the host would be so i find it really unusual that in a year where they're trying so desperately to get ratings that they've decided to do it without any celebrity to pin it on right exactly you see, ah, i wonder what gaga's gonna wear like i don't think that's enough reason to tune in and when we start to analyze some of these uh, nominations and and you're right some of the films i mean i i would be surprised if 30 percent of the academy award oscar viewing public has has seen some of these films, all all these films, oh my none of these no, films. Yeah, no. I mean, when it's when we actually get to the best picture category, I we mean, got a couple blockbusters in there for the first yeah. time. A couple, you know, a for couple, the first time in a long time, and they deserve it too. They do. But there's a couple in there that uh, I I guarantee that uh, most oh, people haven't seen. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I do. That's one. Uh, I will say that's one recent change I did like expanding the number of possible titles in the best picture category. I didn't have a problem with that. You know, they can go up to 10, I right, think. Right, yeah. I'm sure there's eight. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Do you think that the uh, since they've expanded the best picture category, that they should also expand the best director category? No. No? I don't think so. Um, I don't think as many people care about the director. I mean, <gasps> I do. No, it's true. Come on. They don't. 
And um, I do. You keep saying right? it. Um, <laughs> but, Hot take. Right. But I, I mean, it, the, I think to me that would make as much sense then as, as expanding all of the categories to have 10. I mean, I just think that the culminating effort, the film itself, it makes sense to potentially honor more. Um, and I and I like it because it does give it a, give it the chance to recognize some great big movies, mm-hmm. you know, right. your That's your Black Panther, yep. but also it gives it it gives it a chance to actually draw draw attention to more so, small films. So let me be devil's advocate and say if it's a great movie, is it, well, didn't a great director have something to do with it? Sure, they should Shouldn't they get the, the well? I, it, but I, it's I not necessarily no, no, no. ten to ten. I mean, you're not going to get the same ten directors necessarily for the same ten films. Okay, <laughs> she got me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the categories. We're going to tackle um, the actors, directors, and, of course, the best picture. Um, now, I'll be honest. I've seen most everything. There are a couple that still has slipped by me that I did not get a chance to see. So I'm I'm relying on the, the two of you who have seen every movie that's ever been created <laughs> on Earth. How, t- t- give me that fun fact again. Yeah, like, it was in 20, 2017. We decided just for fun on, on uh, New Year's Day, we were going to write down every single movie we watched throughout the entire year, and it was 352 uh, by the time we got to, to uh, New Year's Eve of 2018. So it's almost a movie a day. Yep. Almost. Do you guys talk? <laughs> Usually we're <laughs> shouting from the other end of the room, how's yours? Oh, that's all right. What about you? So... But that's, it's it's nice that you both have a passion for film. Yeah, because yeah, that's one of the questions I wanted. That is, that is one of the questions I want to ask. We're going to. I know we talked to him about his love for film. Where did your love for film start? You know, I think it's because I wasn't really allowed to watch anything as a kid. Isn't that how everybody loves? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's how passions begin. Is that you think why not? Why can't I have that? And then it's like, well, I must have it. So um, I think that's really where it started. Uh, and our neighbors, as luck would have it, had HBO. So I would just go down to the Coleman's the neighbors. and binge that, watch yeah, movies. That was, that was kind of like a thing, right? Back yeah. in the day, yeah. like, oh, the neighbors have HBO. Right. They've got they got cable. That's and, right. You know, you were stuck with whatever basic <laughs> channels were, were available. With the, That's right. With, no, those were, but those were good times, <laughs> you know? It was special. It a made it special. Time. Yeah, yeah. And now everything is at your disposal with yeah. a phone. Everything else, it kind of made things a little bit special. So, yeah, I, I, I get that. I get the fact that uh, it became something cool, and that's how you got to love movies. Mm-hmm. Now, was it a love for movies that brought you two together? No, it was uh, It was me managing a bar and her wanting a job, basically. <laughs> no. Well, that's far more romantic. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's... But, uh, <laughs> actually, our first, our first uh, movie together mm-hmm. was Misery. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Wait, yeah. the movie Misery yeah. or actually watching it together <laughs> no, was Misery? The movie Misery. Okay, all right. It was the movie wow, misery. good date pick, George. You know what? It was, actually. Yeah. Well, I, because you both had a love for, for uh, horror well, We did. Films? We didn't really know it at the time. Well, I, I yeah. Think. I mean, I've always had, since the time I was a child, an abiding love for horror films. It's my favorite thing ever. Um, horror films and Diet Pepsi and Chipotle. Those are my three favorite things. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a perfect, actually. And, and and that's telling, I think, when you first start dating someone that we both were like, yeah, when that mallet came out. The hobbling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the hobbling. I'm turned yep. on now. Yeah. <laughs> You're turned on. Yeah, she, she's like into the hobbling. Oh, uh, you, yeah. you weren't the least bit concerned? No. Like, you dig that? No. Really? I dig this. <laughs> It's good uh, that Stephen King yeah. <laughs> brought you kids together, and then and then years later we both well she she started writing movie reviews for the other paper first, mm-hmm. and then a few years later I did. So then that's how once we started both writing for the other paper, then it was just it was movies and movies and movies, and it's just kind of kind of grown since then. 
Yeah. I think that's pretty awesome. I think it's great to, to have a, a mutual love for something and be able to actually uh, share it in life and also in your work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. kudos yeah. to both of you. Thanks. All right, let's get to it, shall we? You guys want to go with actor or actress first, supporting-wise? Which one do you want to tackle first? Actress. Actress? Okay. Okay. Best supporting actress, Amy Adams for Vice, hasn't won. Uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Marina de Tavira for Roma. Regina King, I did not see that performance. Emma Stone, the favorite. I have Rachel Weisz, the, the favorite, as well. I've seen everything except Regina King and If Beale Street Could Talk. To me, this strikes me as a tough category. It is a tough category. A tough category. So stocked. Uh, oh, my God. I do do Emma crazy. Stone and Rachel cancel each other out? I think they do, because well, not only because of their, their, their roles are similar, they've also both won one already. Um, so I could see that canceling out as well. Um, they're, but they're... Like you just said, it this this category is so stocked. Everybody oh could be worthy of winning, um, and there were some great performances that got left off that didn't get yeah. mm-hmm. nominated in this category. Oh, maybe but. there should be ten. <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 no. But um, I think we think Regina King yeah. will probably win. Yeah. Because of that canceling out of the two from the favorite. Yeah. So she benefits from the yeah. fact that both Rachel and Emma were magnificent in the yeah. favorite, which they were. They really they were. were. They yeah. really were. But I so mean. is Regina King. It's not like she doesn't deserve Oh, no, yeah. No, and, no, no. And she's great. She is. She's And she's been great for years and is finally getting maybe some of that mainstream due uh, from being so good in, in movies that people haven't seen. Right. Um, that I, I would I would put my money properly on her. Yes. Mad Wolf picks Regina. You both agree? Yeah. Yep. Mad Wolf picks Regina King best supporting actor Masharal Ali who's who's just popping up everywhere yeah, right won, now he just won, he won uh, last for year. Moonlight yeah, yeah he two, won two for years, Moonlight then he, and, and he's kind of stayed in the limelight mm-hmm. no pun intended uh, I, I've seen him, uh, you know, he was the bad guy in Luke Cage right. <laughs> on Netflix he's on True uh, Detective right now he's on yeah. True Detective HBO. right yeah. now, he's got this now it, it seemed, it, maybe you can clear this up for me He's nominated for Best Supporting Actor, but the movie, I know I know the movie, the story is about Viggo Mortensen's character, right. and that's what the, the guy based it on, and that, and and the and the and the, and the, uh, the musician that um, uh, Ali plays is 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 part of it, but they they seem. It doesn't seem, seem like even, it, yeah. it seemed pretty even. It doesn't seem like a supporting role. No, I, I think that he is. Uh, it's a supporting role. I mean, Viggo Mortensen has more screen time, and he's got more of a character arc. Uh, you know, he's got the framing right. You start with him, you end with him, and then Mahershala Ali is in the is in the center of the of the film. I mean, I I, I do think of the two that he is his is probably the supporting character. So he's nominated Adam Driver for Black Klansman, which I loved. Sam Elliott in A Star Is Born. Uh, once again, one of those journeyman yeah. actors, yeah. Uh, Richard E. Grant, who was tremendous in "Can You Ever Forgive Me," and then Sam Rockwell in Vice. I I thought he he I thought he did a great George Bush. Yeah, but once again, yeah, I, I agree yeah. with that. I agree. I thought he not was, not enough. Right, not exactly. enough. Not enough to pick up an Oscar. And this and this category really surprised me. It had for me one of the biggest snubs because when I saw uh, "Beautiful Boy." I not only thought Timothy Chalamet was going to get nominated, I thought he was going to win right. Best Supporting Actor. He yeah. was tremendous. And to not even get nominated, that really surprised me in this category. And I, and I agree with you. I love Sam Rockwell. I don't think his performance as W was up to 
nominate. No, it was fun. No, it was fun. It was yeah. fun. It was fun. It was a great scene with him and, and uh, Christian Bale when 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 you know he's debating whether or not to take the yeah the vice presidency. I I, I was I was laughing my ass off. I mean, part of it because I thought it was humorous, but also because they were just so good yeah. right. so at it. Good. But he's out. Um, I don't know who to pick here because I did not see Green Book. And I, I, I maybe there's a there's a sentimental side of me that's kind of rooting for Sam Elliott. Yeah, I think a lot of people are. Uh, that wouldn't shock me uh, if he. I, I don't really think he will. But no, it, it would it, shock would, me. Would it shock you? I think Marshall Ali owns it. Yeah. Owns it. Yeah. Um, even with a, even with once again another film that's come under some controversy. Yes, it has, uh, and, and rightfully so. I think. I mean, I have issues with the film. Yeah, me not too. with his performance though. No, I mean, not his at all. performance is is. What are your issues with the film? The 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 facts. What do you want to? Well, let's put it this way. We, I, I, I thought of Green Book the same way I thought of Hidden Figures a couple of years ago. It's a, it's a fine movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. But they took some liberties. I'm saying that it was made with the intention of making white people feel good. <laughs> so on the Hooray for White People scale, it's not uh, the, blind, the side. blind side. That's the worst on that scale and an Oscar winner. Um, and it's it's not the help, which is the middle of that scale, and an Oscar winner. <laughs> but um, it it is a it's a it's a film ostensibly about uh, an African American man that's made primarily for a white audience, and it's it's a kind of a thing that I think Academy voters who are primarily white can see it and go, look at how well we can get along. See, and, but it's made for you. Older white people. That's who it's, it's made. It's, so it's made it's to made be to very make, comfortable to make, for you. To make them feel better. Yeah. Now it's. It, I do understand that it was made from the book written by the son of the right. the, the limo dri- the, the, yeah. uh, driver. So right. I understand why it came through that point of view. But still, that I, doesn't. That doesn't. Right. I think make it a worthwhile film. I think there are scenes that are pretty problematic uh, in terms of how they're constructed. And I think so. Despite your emotional feelings about what the film represents you don't want that to take away from Ali's performance correct because I, uh, I if it won if it won best screenplay if it won best film uh, I I would be very bothered but because it is by no means the best screenplay or best film but his performance is is rock yeah, solid and, exactly, yeah, and amazing great. I mean amazing and okay. so is Viggo Mortensen. They're both, yeah. they're both spectacular. He, yeah. yeah, there's another guy that deserves a that, that somewhere down the line is has got to get a break. Yeah, he's agreed. Always he, you know, agreed. he's got to just like son of a bitch. He's got to be just <laughs> like he's got to be like when when am I gonna get? He's got to be Glenn Closing right now. Yes. When am I gonna get in a year <laughs> where, there, where where this is mine? Right. Yeah. You know what have I got to do? So you think Ali gets it? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Getting into the nitty gritty. And you know what? I think Richard E. Grant has a chance as well. That, yeah, I think he's the outside shot. I do. And he, he was so he fun. Was so good. He in was that good. movie. And the two of them were such a great odd couple in that. They were good. They were uh, the, the, probably, in recent memory, some of my favorite uh, bar scenes. Oh, yeah. With a couple since Mickey Rourke and right. Bar Fly. Buy one yeah. or be yeah, one. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> yeah, as far as some authenticity and, you know, and real people mm-hmm. uh, drinking and talking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we move into the best actor category. We'll come to actress here in just a, a moment. Best actor. I'm trying it. Try it. I'm Try it. Try the ancient age. Go for it. You have the support of the room. Hope is not a whiskey drinker. It's been watered down a little bit. Been watered down. 
There's there's actually hints of us. Uh, he didn't want to waste it on us because right. we don't drink it. So he's like, Ugh, it's eleven dollars. They'll be at fine. At the beginning, when you saying, is it a good whiskey? No. Oh no nah. no no. I I will be completely candid with both of you. I know that you're not a big whiskey drinker from previous podcasts. <laughs> right. right. I, and and I know that she's not a big whiskey no. drinker. So yeah, when Johnny Whitney asked me what's our whiskey tonight, I said ancient age. He goes really, and I go yeah. They're not big whiskey drinkers. We're not going to like it we're anyway. Gonna, we're going to go with a bottom shelf That's bottle right. on this particular That's podcast. Right. No, no. That's it's what only we're wise. Doing. That's right. Just good thinking. Yeah. Huh? Just is. good thinking. That's good planning. You know, it's just uh, sometimes whiskey business uh, pays a little attention <laughs> to economics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, th- you know, if, if you guys were huge whiskey enthusiasts and this was the Oscar podcast that it is, I might have gotten a $50, $60, $70 bottle to celebrate. But you're not. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, that's right. <laughs> We're the first to admit it. That's right. You're not. So cheers. That's right. <laughs> but at the same point, I got what I consider to be a top shelf, bottom shelf <laughs> <laughs> whiskey in, in ancient age. It's, I'm telling you, for the price, people, 11 to $15 a bottle, you're not going to go wrong, but I'm glad you actually tried it. All right, moving on. Back to top shelf actors. Christian Bale for Vice. Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born. Willem Dafoe at Enemy's Gate. Uh, Ra- at Eternity's Gate, I'm sorry, at Eternity's Gate, um, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Rami Malek's going to win. Why? It's, why, why, why? It seems I, to have I all the momentum right now. It's yeah. got momentum. I, I get it. He did a great job. He did. Yeah. It, the the movie is also nominated for best picture. I, shouldn't be. Which it should I think it, it, I think it was a gloss over of the, whole, of the whole Agreed. The Queen story. It felt to me... Most of the time, I was, don't get me wrong, I liked it for what it was, right. mm-hmm. okay, because I like Queen, I like the music, and, mm-hmm. but it, it felt no, like it was a TV movie. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, empty. Produced by Dick Clark. <laughs> produced by Dick Clark. It's empty storytelling. I will say, the, the Live Aid section is Amazing. worth the price of admission. And if you but, get a chance to watch, if you watch Bohemian Rhapsody and see the Live Aid, and then, and then actually go and watch that Live Aid performance... They nailed it. They did. I mean, down yeah. to the Pepsi cups yep. on the piano and the that, glass of half a beer. That sequence uh, is fantastic. It's great. But it's not a good piece of storytelling. Um, other than Rami Malek, I mean, the other band members' characters, they might as well be cardboard stand stand. Exactly. They're just reaction shots. It's it's the way everything is, is like you said, glossed over. Um, it's just a bad uh, yeah TV movie as far as the storytelling. But the music constantly lifts it up. Yeah, and everybody's loving it. His his performance was great. Um, so. it was, it's also a movie about a gay icon, and it won't make anybody uncomfortable. Exactly. And that's the problem <laughs> with the movie. Yeah. That, what do you want, Hope? Do you want you want you want people to be uncomfortable when they want? You want them to shift in their chairs and say, "This movie well, makes me feel bad." I just don't want every film that anybody makes to be directed solely at straight white Christian people. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that should be the only audience who gets to be the core audience for a film. Well, and here's the thing, too. When you see a movie... Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's just straight Christian white people going to the movies. <laughs> it's, no, it isn't. It's, and so, you know, it's a, it's so Crazy Rich Asians, for instance, uh-huh. made a ton of money ton this of year, money. Yeah. did not care what the white people in the audience understood or didn't understand. Good for them. Because they made a ton of money and they were not targeting a white audience. No. So it means it can happen. So hopefully that opens the doors and we so can see a lot white, more variety. I don't think it was a very there good There was movie. a white audience that went in there and go, well, they, they nailed it. 
They're, 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 they're crazy rich Asians. They, just like the title said, they, you know, I, I got my, my neighbor next door to me. He's uh, crazy. He's, he's crazy. He's rich and he's Asian. And God damn it. He talks about going to Singapore all the time. And I'll be God damn it. Just, 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 just. A true story. <laughs> you think that's what it covered the base? Because it was a, it was a very popular book, yeah. and 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 they and they made it and they made a fun movie. Mm-hmm. They made a fun movie. But, yeah, it's it's it, it, it was the it was my big fat Greek wedding mm-hmm. for Asians. Yeah, exactly. Was. But you know, a movie like Bohemian. It was. Rhapsody. It was. <laughs> it was. It's exactly. It what was, it was my big fat Greek wedding for Asians. <laughs> it was exactly what it was. I don't mean that. I don't. I don't I mean that don't. in a no, racial nope. or discriminate any type of offensive way at all. But my big fat Greek wedding was huge. Yes. Huge. And everybody Massive. said, "Is that how Greeks are?" Yes. <laughs> yes. That's how we are. There are I know I have a friend that lives here in Columbus that has a spit in his backyard and puts a <laughs> lamb out there. I guarantee you. And his pool, his all the colors in his back are are the colors of the Greek flag. Yes, it's true. <laughs> so back off. <laughs> you know, but a movie like Bohemian Rhapsody, when you see that it was you know, executive produced by the by the, by the uh, surviving members, then you know it's going to be whitewashed to the fact they they get final say over everything that's in it. They're not going to they're going to veto things. Are they going to be protective? They're, yes. they're going to be protective. Yeah, and it was the, clearly Freddie Mercury uh, and their own. Yeah, style. that's I think that's why their characters were almost non-existent. They weren't really characters in the movie. I give them, I give them uh, big points on the trailer. The trailer made me want to go see the movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Rami Malek really was good in it. I mean, and he, he was really good. Was. He was yeah. good. Is he win the Oscar good? No. No, I Wait, don't think he should thing. win. But I also don't think it was think that strong a year. Like, if you look at the rest, you know, I mean, I thought, uh, of course, Christian Bale was great. He's always great. Uh, I just don't think, um, I, I honestly, I think Ethan Hawke should have been nominated. I think most people think Ethan Hawke should have been nominated. But it's just, like, if you look at the women for best best lead, that is crazy rock solid. And there are five lead female performances that in any other year would have been nominated and they've had no shot this year. It just happened to be a fairly weak field for for lead actors this year. uh, And we should say, of the ones that were nominated, because, Mm -hmm. you know, we think Joaquin Phoenix, Ben Foster. Oh my God, yes. You could have put them them both in there and it would have been a lot stronger field. Maybe there Um, should be 10. (laughs) (laughs) He says that yet. I'm sorry. I don't think there should be 10. Who wins? Rami Malek, yeah. I think. Rami Malek? Yeah, yeah. yeah probably oh, man. so. Uh, you know what? I don't think he should. Uh, I, well, Who do you I, think should? Who would you pick? Oh, I'm picking Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah I am too. But you know I'm, what? I mean, that guy, you talk about, I mean, Rami Malek did a great job, but and maybe maybe I don't know some of the uh, subtleties uh, and eccentricities of, of Freddie Mercury, so I have to base them on, okay, that, you know, what he did. But I have... Uh, Watch Dick Cheney oh, yeah. over the years. It was yeah. an incredible and it performance. Was just yeah, it was. fucking spooky uh-huh. at times. It so, really was. I will say, even though he, he's getting, I'm not saying he's not getting a lot of credit, but I still think, in some respects, Bradley Cooper is underrated about how good he is in. Well, this year we found out how good a director he is. Right. But man, he's a good actor. And yes. I know he's been nominated. He hasn't won. He is so good. Does that film suffer? And this is a, this is always a, a subject of debate when it comes to Academy Award time. Does that film suffer from coming out when it came out? Did it come out too early? Do you think My it would have come out later? And I always say controversy because uh, I, I go way back to uh, Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. which came out like in... February yeah, or really March early. Uh, right, of, right. of that year and and hung on to 
to win all the awards that it won. Um, but do you think, especially now with the way uh, social media is and, and how short attention span theater yeah. we are yeah. mm-hmm. with like, oh, that was so great, that was so great, that was so, until that. Oh, right. look at that. That's recency, even the, yeah. recency bias. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that's a good point. It, it very well could have because I thought early on it had just all sorts of awards momentum and then it just kind of... And when I first heard that they were doing it, I went, oh. I know. And, and granted, the Streisand Christopherson thing still was, you know, that, that brought up that bad <laughs> taste in my mouth uh, about about that, which was a huge movie, mm-hmm. but a bad movie. Uh, so when they said they're going to do it again, I'm like, why? But they yeah. actually improved they upon... Did. So, did you like the strikes? Are you looking at no. me? Like, no, no. You're looking at me George, like, like I'm speaking... George watched uh, all three of them before we saw the new one. Um, I'd never seen any of them, very much on purpose, and I had zero desire to see this one. <laughs> zero to see this one. And I liked it, actually, quite a bit, and I was very surprised by that, because one of the things I thought was, who doesn't know this story by now? Good God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that it was they a, added a lot. To yeah, it, they really a did lot a lot of depth. And I thought that Lady Gaga was was not only was she great, but f- for the first time, that character actually was a full blown character. Right. And mm-hmm. I thought that their chemistry was was great. Yes. No, I thought it was a great movie. And I, I don't care for any of the other ones. And the Streisand one. I can't stomach. I couldn't possibly. Say and also great. Of I again. mean, like no. Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, uh, the entire uh, cast. Dave Chappelle. Yep. I mean, everybody, everybody. Sam Elliott, of course. Sam Elliott. Who, who and, we got in there. Everybody, and it's everybody, directed so well. Not it only, is. Not only the big musical parts, but then the small intimate yep. parts, yep. too. I mean, he got it all so right. He did. I think Bradley Cooper is just tremendous. I really do. But he doesn't win for Best Director, which we'll get to in just right. a little bit. So uh, are you guys say, you guys say Rami will win, but who should win? Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. All right, we go to... This is a tough category for me. Best actress. Best actress. You, you've got uh, picked out of 3,000 women, never acted a day in her life. Yalitza, uh, 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 I can't even say her last name, Aparicio for Roma, mm-hmm. right? Glenn Close in The Wife, a movie that a lot of people have not seen. It's true. Olivia Coleman, who is amazing as the queen so in The Favorite. Lady Gaga for A Star is Born. And Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Great category. It's crazy All great. It's crazy great. Amazing. Crazy crowded. Crazy yeah. crowded. Olivia Coleman just won the BAFTA. Yep. Now, does, do you think that the BAFTA awards sometimes uh, influence the Academy Awards? I, no. Yes I don't no? think so. No? no? No. Whole different ballgame. I don't game. think so. There's no overlap in the voters. No, no overlap in the voters. Just like Golden Globes. There's no overlap in right. the voters. Okay. I gotcha. So who wins? That close? Yeah. Uh, because she's due? Well, she's tremendous. She really movie. is. But it's but uh, but that doesn't. That's not to take away from any other because they're all so great. Leah Coleman's are. great as the Queen she's of the Favorite. Great. That see that I would love for her to win. I thought she was spectacular and she's so fun and she's she's always great in everything. But nobody knows who she is. Right. But um, I I think that Glenn Close is going to win. Yeah. She's been nominated how many times? Eight. And has it won? Eight. Uh, that's got to play. This will be this is this her eighth nomination. Okay. This is her eighth nomination. Okay. And she's. They're all so good. And it's I'm, not one of those where it's like, oh, she should win it by this time. Let's just give it to her. It's not that great. No, but no, she is. No, because she, we've, we've had that. Yeah, we have. We've, we've had actors who should have won for Al previous. Pacino. Uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino being one mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, big time, right? Yeah. S- Son of a Woman was mm-hmm. not the movie he should have won. No. 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 Uh, I picked Glenn Close as well. And this is why I'm so glad you're, you're here on it. Because tell me if I'm on the same page as far as what I think clinches it for her. I mean, she's great throughout the film. But the part that clinches the Oscar for me, for her in that film, she doesn't even speak. Oh, 
Yeah, no, exactly. You know, th- two thirds of the movie is just a close up on her face, right? And and how many people could carry a film and, like that? And, and 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 when she says, when she's adamant about telling her, and no spoilers here, but she tells her <laughs> her husband, you know, don't thank me yeah. in your yes. speech. Oh my God. And yes. when he when he wins the award and he's thanking her, the shot of mm-hmm. her sitting there reacting, the subtleties of her face, I'm like. God, and yeah. she's surrounded by this sea yes. of people, yeah. and it just zeroes in on her. Yeah, that's the Oscar yeah. right there. Yeah. That, you're right. Incredible. That face, and yeah. I and I was so glad you because I wanted to ask you because because as a film reviewer and somebody who loves movies, did did you understand that moment? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure, I absolutely did. And you know, it's funny. I thought the same thing. And that movie came out fairly early, right? And we'd already seen a ton. I mean, it was already, you know, Tony Collette. We saw Hereditary. We're like, oh, Tony Collette's going to win the Oscar today. You know, uh, Kira Knightley was in one, which is actually a very similar film. Uh, and and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in this great movie early on. We're like, oh, we hope they remember her on Oscar Nina, time. Yeah. And I saw I saw the wife and thought, well, that's the winner right there. Mm-hmm. Like whatever else happens this year, and it's that scene. You're like, no, she's she's yeah, got it. Because I'm saying like she's nominated, and I'm watching the movie, and I'm seeing her. And I go, oh, mm-hmm. there it is, yeah. right there. Just tremendous. There it is, without saying a word, but conveying it all. Mm-hmm. Her angst, her disgust, her 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 repression. Right. I mean, was and all and you know right there. in that scene without a word why. Right, they haven't told you yet why, but you know, you know oh. why. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of catching on. Oh, I on. get it. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's yeah. genius. And but again, look at the rest of the category. I mean, Lady Gaga's fantastic. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy's fantastic. They're all yeah. so great. And the the newcomer from Roma. It's this is such a great category. It is. But I, it wouldn't surprise me if Olivia Coleman won. But I think I'd have to go with. Glenn yeah, Close. I think it's I'm going to go with Glenn Close yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, Olivia Coleman's great as the queen, mm-hmm. and hopefully, this, that film will kind of put her on the radar yeah. and, and get her some some other parts as well to, to, to be more popular and uh, more well-known. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. And, yeah, she and, deserves it. And if Glenn Close wins, like you said, it's not by no, know, it's, multiple no, it's nominations. It's not a gift. It's no, not a gift. No. All right, two categories left. Best director, best picture. <laughs> Alfonso Quaron, mm-hmm. who everybody has been raving out since this movie showed up on Netflix. A Greek Although guy. it's a movie you have to see in the theater. Yeah, if you, you can. You really do. I'm I did not see it in the theater. I watched it on oh. Netflix on a big screen TV. Yeah, okay. Big TV. All right. All right. So, uh, Yorgos Lathimos. A Greek. <laughs> For the favorite. <laughs> Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Adam McKay Vice. And help me with Cold War director Powell Pow- the Cold War director yeah <laughs> Pawel Kowski. <laughs> that was the surprise nomination. It I was think. yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people st- thought that was Bradley Cooper's. But did yeah. he steal something? Did he steal one Probably away from, from Bradley, Bradley Cooper? Cooper? I, I think so. Is yeah. that is that steal no, something? No, that's a glorious movie. That's oh, a, yeah. that's an earned nomination right there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's an amazing. It was a surprise, it's a though, weird yeah. movie. It's super odd. Um, it's one of those, it's like a romance that spans generations and continents, and it's in like 88 minutes long. You're like, wow! It, uh, and it ends very, it's weird. And it and, and it's up for also cinematography. It's gorgeous to look at. Now it's so Cold it's, War, it, people it, it, see it. And it covers a, a lot of ground in 88 minutes. Yes. That must be a fine film editor. Yeah. <laughs> whose uh, who's award will not be 
broadcast live on uh, Sunday of the Academy Awards. Yeah. It's funny because it's one of those movies that you go in thinking, I bet this thing is three hours yeah. long. You're like, what? 88 no. minutes in and out. Yeah, and yeah. it's you know, and it's got this incredible musical backdrop. It's it's just fascinating. I loved it. So, who wins? Quaron wins. I, I as much as I loved. No, Spike Lee. I don't think he, he's going to he win. Was, he did a fantastic job. He did, but I mean, first Cor- of all, a goddamn shame that it's the first time he's being nominated it's for crazy. an Academy it Award. No. It's crazy, based totally on his agree. body of work. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, and and Black Klansman, we both loved, and we loved the directing job. But Coron just that movie just blew me away. But the thing about Black Klansman, which is enjoyable on any imaginable level, I mean, it's funny and it's shocking and it's scary, and but also, I mean, he really pulls in. All of the different types of films. It's very, there are moments of it that are very experimental. Mm-hmm. And there are moments of it that are incredibly political. And then there are others that are just very popcorn munchy. And the way that he weaves it all together yeah. in and one narrative is, and there are is still, fascinating. there are still spikely moves. Oh, oh well. 100%. It's you absolutely know. a spike. Nobody else could have made it. I mean, who else, who else could put in that that interlude with Harry Belafonte oh my God. that almost moves you to tears. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. and then just weave that into the whole narrative. It's, yeah. it's a brilliant job. It is. It's a brilliant job. And I and I, I think it's a great cast as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody does, yeah. a, does a great job in the film. I, you know, I, I, I saw Roma as well, and you're right, it's a beautiful film. Uh, based on, on, on supposedly his childhood His somewhat childhood. Yeah, a little bit a little, a little memoir like biographical yeah. but then a lot of people who are probably watching it I'm, I'm sure a lot of people maybe had to if they really wanted to dig deep like what the hell was going on in mexico at that particular that was right during the dirty war mm-hmm. in yeah. 1971 in mexico mm-hmm. and, that, and that was part of the backdrop mm-hmm. as well, it was yeah um which was just you know tremendously violent and and i think it's a slow film mm-hmm. To start, but one that definitely, oh, you know, it just immerses, you. just slowly yeah. starts to tie you up, and the way it's and it's put together, those long takes where that seems like the foreground and the background are dancing with each other, equally uh, important, and yeah. and the choreography. There are so many shots where you're you're watching two people in the front, but there are a hundred people doing something very like a, literally a hundred right. people doing something very important and and integral right behind them, and the way that he'll go from a riot in the street into the window of the store where they're buying baby furniture, and then one spills into the other. Uh, the the visual storytelling in this movie, and also there are just these moments that are so absurd in a film that's really very serious. Uh, it's just shocking, and um, and if you got the chance to see it in seventy millimeter, it's it's just to die yeah. for. It's a gorgeous. Oh right. my 70 god! Millimeter. I did not. One of the absurd moments for me is, well, how come they never? Well, how come they didn't pick up the dog shit on a regular basis? <laughs> I, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Why? Coming. Why? Why? Just, Why? Clean it up. <laughs> Just pick up the dog shit on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why, why is that such a hard thing to do? I don't know. I'm with you. <laughs> the kids love her, but she won't. I'm not scooping up dog shit until I absolutely have to. You know, it's the one thing I'm going to let my my boss actually rag me on is like, pick up the dog shit. Oh, okay, well, until you say it, I'm not picking it up until but then. then. There's the tension of trying to park that car. In oh, that I know. Car, that was crazy. Space. Yeah, that, that was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. All right, so Alfonso wins for best director. I think, I think so. so. I think with all the agility, I, I think, I think he does. Uh, but after seeing Black Klansman and and knowing the 
they bo- they both have an amazing body of work. They, they do. do. Yeah. They both do. But uh, I hope that, that that Spike Lee gets his due. I'm glad he finally got nominated. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Damn he, shame. he deserves it. No yeah. doubt about it. Okay. Yeah. I won't be sad if he wins. I, won't I just don't I, think he's no, going I won't, to. No, I won't either. No, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I want him to win on merit, not on race. Right. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, if he won for Black Klansman, it would be on merit. That's for sure. It would be on merit. That's not a gimme. That's not a gimme. But I don't want the Academy to say we need to give it to a black director because it's, 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 it, no, this, you know, it's, it's, it's not about the, it is about diversity. I'm glad we have more diversity, but it's about the win. It's right. about the quality of the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, black or white director, that's a hell of a film. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah well, if he won, it would not be, uh, I don't think it would be a gift okay. at all. Okay, no. no. I hope that's not the case. No. All right, but you don't think he's going to. You think it'll be Alfonso, and then we get to Best Picture. Black Klansman, Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Heavy <laughs> sigh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the favorite green book Roma a star is born in vice yeah. wow I think the two that stand out for us are Bohemian Rhapsody and green book we we don't think either one of those should be nominated no um, there were a host of other films that could have been in the place but they're not only nominated I think as we were talking earlier green book seems to have the momentum unfortunately to to be the winner and you know what's interesting what we were saying earlier the director is not nominated for best director right, peter no, no, rightly peter, so right, can right. you imagine if peter Farrelly was nominated i mean that then that's like a side of the apocalypse he, one of the Farrelly brothers because, gets nominated for best because he made director. dumb and dumber <laughs> and there's a price to pay <laughs> you made dumb and dumber you're going to have to make another quality film before you can get nominated <laughs> for an oscar which, by the way, I love Dumb and Dumber. I think it's a great movie. And I like the Ferrelli brothers, too. So I, I like there's something about Mary. I mean, I'm not saying that they Kingpin. have not. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, he made a great movie. <laughs> but it's also, I mean, Green Book is not a director's film. It's not, you know, you don't, you look at uh, a, a Black Klansman and just think, damn. Like, That's what? a director's film. You look at, yeah, anything Quaron has done, but certainly Roma, and you're really wowed by just, you know, the cinematic genius of it. You don't think that when you watch Green is, Book. And Roma is also nominated for foreign language film. Right? Which is what it will win, so it won't win Best Picture. So that has, well, is there, is, is it time for a first? Yes. It'd be all right is it, is it time for a first for a foreign language film to also win Best Picture? Yes. I think it'd be, I think it'd be great. Um, it would be great too. I mean, there, you know, uh, animated. No animated film has has won Best Picture because I think because there's an animated category. Although Toy Story three was the best picture that came out that year. Up was the best picture that came out that year. Mm-hmm. Toy Story was the best picture that came out that year. It makes me sad. It's one of the reasons I was happy that uh, popular film didn't get its own category because yeah. it, it basically guarantees that the, be- the most popular film will never win Best Picture. And uh, I, th- I think it, it waters it down. It does. Yeah. It does. It waters it waters down. That was a huge misstep on their part. I'm glad they corrected themselves mm-hmm. before yeah. we got to where we're going to be on, on Sunday night with the Oscars. But, you know, if Black Panther, because when we did our year-end list, Roma was our top film, but Black Panther was our number, number two. two. Yeah. So I'm, I remember when we were talking about uh, the... I don't know what podcast we were on, but we were talking about Black Panther, and and and, and it's a, it's an excellent oh. excellent movie. Oh my god, it's amazing! It's, does it does does it have a chance to to walk away with Best Picture? No, I, it doesn't seem like it. If you're going on all the the signs that usually lead up to 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 the Oscars, I don't think it has anything that would lead you to believe that it does. No, um, you know, Green Book has seems to have all all the momentum right now. Because let's be honest, we've had years. Throughout the Academy Awards, where the best picture was not necessarily the best picture. Oh my lord! Yeah, a, right? yeah. yeah, a lot. And one. Crash, one. Titanic. Um, Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> um, Let's go down know. the list. Yeah, <laughs> it's Doctor it, Doolittle. Forrest Gump. Uh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I kind of like Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you didn't like Forrest Gump? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop saying it. Make my brain bleed. <laughs> Yeah, Movies are a like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, Not a fan. There's been a few that uh, didn't, yeah. didn't deserve it. Yeah, but that would but that's kinda, the way it works. But that's kind of yeah, because Forrest Gump was a very popular movie, and there's so much you know glad handing that goes on behind the scenes to try to get votes, you know, with the politics behind the scenes. So, you know, you, to think that it's a meritocracy, I think, is a little naive. Yeah. So you guys think it'll be Green Book for Best Picture? Yeah, I think I, 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 I think Best Picture is more of a toss up than the other categories. I think the other categories, in a lot of ways, are are um a much they're much easier to predict right now. Uh, but yeah, I think Green Book it has all the markers. How'd you guys right do on your Oscar ballot last year? Did we? We missed. We one. won every year. We missed one. Miss every one. single year, we missed one. No, no, I don't think they vote no, the same. Based on this podcast, I'm going to say, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I they did not vote the I same. I remember the year we, the year that uh, that Moonlight won, we had a perfect score for about 30 seconds. Which is uh, funny. Which is funny because it got to the best picture, and I said, "Well, Moonlight's going to have to win because uh, we got everything else right." And uh, we were, hoped Moonlight would win, but we thought it would be La La Land. And then they announced La La Land, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. And like two seconds later, I heard George goes, oh, my God. Yeah. Come like, on back oh, here. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I, we had to get one wrong, yeah. so, yeah. And do you guys have anything uh, special planned for Oscar night? Or are you going to be watching at home? Or are you guys going to be someplace doing something special on Oscar uh, not night? Not for Oscar night. Um, we've got, uh, we're going to be at the UA Library doing an Oscar preview part, well, not party, but a, a demonstration, a session, a Q&A nice. here uh, in a few days. So um, mm-hmm. I think for Oscar night, no, we, we, we like just hunkering down at if home. If we can, yeah, we'd rather just watch it With a bottle of bottom shelf whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, you can, maybe you can recommend I can, one. I can recommend many. <laughs> Except the only drawback to that plan is I'll be sitting right in the middle of you two. <laughs> but Oscar and I going, isn't this great? Isn't this great? <laughs> Come on over. That's we'll, right. We'll do a live. We'll do a live tweet of the Oscar. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up a little bit earlier, but the Hansberry makes a good point. This, this generation that we seem to be moving, and there were this, this sweep where we were for films. Uh, are streaming on Netflix and Amazon first and mm-hmm. then showing up in the theaters. Yeah. Good thing or bad? I like it. Uh, I like it because I think that it... it um, I know a lot of people don't because they think it's driving people away from the theater, and I understand that, but I think that it gives filmmakers a lot more opportunities, um, and, uh, and, and, and it gives smaller films a lot more opportunities. And so uh, take First Reformed, for example. I mean... It's a movie that people are so much more likely to see now because uh, because that it's available streaming than than they wouldn't have gone to see it in the theater and and um, you know Roma especially I mean obviously we think you should see it on a big screen it oh, is yes. visually a stunning movie like like nothing else that came out this year but it's also a foreign language film and not that many people go to those so um, you know they did it they did it first a few years ago with Beasts of No Nation you gotta read and. <laughs> And it should have been nominated for Oscars, but in that year, the first year they did it, there was a lot of backlash against it. So Beasts of No Nations, which should have been nominated for just about everything, got nothing. But it's just become the norm now. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah, and it's funny. Every time something like this happens, I, I always think about uh, an interview I read. It's probably been at least five years now with, I think it was um, Spielberg yeah. and Scorsese and a few people. Anyway, a group of the, the, the highest 
grossing directors alive right now all predicted that in the future movies are going to be like concerts 75 bucks a ticket and you know you go on the big screen that was their their thought down the road and every time something like this happens i think mm -hmm. it's moving one step closer to that i think that's just stupid you know, I mean, I, you know, when TV when TV came out, people thought it's going to be in yeah. the movies, and you know, people always the new thing happens, and we just adjust to it. You know, uh, you just you, you adapt. Yeah. yeah, if you really, really want to go, you're going to yeah. go. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they're we trying, and the theaters are trying to make it more inviting. Yep, they're trying to give but you recliners to lay in. Yeah, and full, they all full have bars now. And, yeah. they all have bars now. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. everything they're trying to make the experience good. But, but as the TVs get better and bigger and yeah. sharper. And there's and so many more avenues of delivery, of, mm -hmm. of getting the content. It's 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 inevitable. I mean, when the genie's out of the bottle, it's it's going to happen. You're going to have, when directors make those choices, remember, I forget the movie it was a few years ago, Soderbergh you know, released one movie of his on all, all platforms at once. Right. You know, it went out to movies, it went to uh, VOD, whatever. Uh, there's going to be directors... Is that Unsane? No, I think it was before that. Okay. I, but anyway, they keep... Pushing the envelope and trying these things, and I can't blame them. No, they've got they've got content. They've got good works. Hope Madden and George Wolf <laughs> have been our guests on Whiskey Business. The guest bottle, which is almost gone, ironically enough, has been Ancient Age. A nice choice. We've had a, 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 a unbeknownst to you studio audience, but you could probably hear them in the background. <laughs> Madwolf.com. Yeah, you can find everything. You can find our two podcasts, Screening Room Podcast and the Fright Club Podcast, uh, on the website, as well as every place you get podcasts. So, Madwolf, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F.com. Thank you very much. Yep. On Instagram and Facebook, we're Madwolf Columbus. On Twitter, we're Madwolf. You guys are huge. Oh. You guys, you, well, no, you guys really do a great job. You guys are huge. Well, you guys, thank you so much. You guys we are very, very we much the enjoyed. For the podcast. No, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you both. And um, if we can think of another reason to get you back in other than Oscars over the course of the year. Love to. You let me know and, and we'll do it because I think you guys are a dynamic duo. Thank uh, you. Together <laughs> on here as well. Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you. Anything else, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and wherever you find your podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook. Instagram and uh, YouTube Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis this is going to be a lot of fun say hello <laughs> but uh, yeah <laughs> spread the word grassroot effort <laughs> <laughs> that disembodied voice was producer Greg Hansberry <laughs> who is the son I never wanted and uh, oh, but I love dearly Love dearly as our producer. Of course, John Whitney, you just saw a screenshot of John Whitney who, produ who produces our, our, our YouTube video. Uh, Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production produced by all the people that just made sure that we got all that information across <laughs> to you. So until the next bottle, uh, see ya. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains. We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting, and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war.
Now back to the show. 